0: Welcome to The Sword and the Trowel, a podcast of Founders Ministries. Founders Ministries exists for the recovery of the gospel and the reformation of churches. I'm Jared Longshore. And I'm Tom Askell. And you're Tom Askell. I feel like when I say my name, I should say, I'm your host. Go ahead. Jared Longshore. You're my host. I'm, I'm your host.
1: What can I do for you today, That Tom? makes me your guest. Can, I need another cup of coffee, my guest actually. my guest.
0: I would love to fill up your coffee. Hey, thanks so much for listening to us here at The Sword and the Trowel. And we want to encourage you, if you benefit from what we talk about, go ahead and like it. Go ahead yeah. and share it.
1: Go ahead and retweet it. And give us a review. And give us a review. But send it to us first so we can vet it, make sure it says right (laughs) there.
0: You know, Founders Ministries is the best, and so you should listen to them. And if you really like us, join the fam. Our Founders Alliance members are those who support us monthly, uh, giving us the opportunity to do things like the studio and to host conferences and to get all kinds of uh, content out. And it's a it's a great thing to be a part of thank you to those who have joined the fam check out founders.org to discover more about what it means to join the you know Jared fam.
1: a lot of people may not know that founders has uh, from our inception given away materials that we don't we hadn't kept records but I'm sure there are tens if not hundreds of thousands of books Mm -hmm. and uh, resources that we have given away over the course of our years. Uh, Many of those go to prisons. We have prisoners all over the United States and some Mm -hmm. in other countries Mm -hmm. that write to us. And, of course, they can't afford to pay anything, so we just send them the material. And we couldn't do that if we didn't have people who invested in this ministry to partner with us. So we appreciate all of our Founders Alliance members. And you can also become a Founders Alliance church. And so I'd encourage you who are pastors and church leaders to look into that as well. It's all on founders.org.
0: Good deal. Hey, we have a conference coming up in Louisville, Kentucky, May 14th through the 16th, The Gospel and Justice. It's our Founders National Conference. Have I mentioned before that this is only 15 minutes away from Southern Seminary?
1: I don't think you have. It's one of my favorite things to say. Ten or 20 times, maybe.
0: It's one of my favorite things to say. Fifteen minutes from the flagship seminary of (laughs) Southern Baptists
1: here. Spoken like one who is a true son of the seminary. Yes, yes, I
0: am. Uh, The seminary
1: is my nursing mother. (laughs)
0: My, uh, my alma mater. Oh, how I love Southern Seminary. We meet to part, but part to meet. You know who wrote that?
1: John Broaddus. Basil it? Manley.
0: I thought it was Boyce. <laughs> no, I think it was Boyce. I, I, who is it? I think it's Broadus. Oh,
1: sorry. Somebody, I'm so somebody sorry. find out. I'm, so I'm sorry, nursing know. mother. But
0: I do, love, <laughs> I, I do love. I do love. I do love that seminary and we love the students of that seminary so much and we want we want to bless you that the first 5 southern seminary students
1: we're going to give an absolute free ride to scholarship or for your for your master's and PhD program.
0: You you can go, we will we will fund your entire education all the way up to a PhD. No,
1: actually we'll fund two days of your education.
0: All right, two days of your education. If you're if you're in Boyce or Southern Seminary, MDiv, THM, PhD, whatever you're doing, first five of you to tweet out. The Founders National Conference registration page and say, you're crazy if you don't come to this conference. Uh, <laughs> first one of you to do that. And then at Founders Ministries, we're going to get that. I'm serious. The first five people to do that when this show drops, we've got we've got people. Hannah's going to know. She's going to check those. And she's going to send you an email. She's going to connect with you. And you got a free registration to the Founders National Which Conference.
1: Which you're probably going to need if you call a bunch of people crazy.
0: May 14th through the 16th. Mm. That's right. Okay. Hey. We want to talk about something very important here in the first segment. We want to talk about the Equality Act. This is something that's going on right now in our society, and it gives us an opportunity to understand uh, what's going on in the world and how Christians should live in light of what's going on isn't equality good? Equality is a good thing. It's a good thing. And um, but this act is not a good thing. I like to call this equality act the inequality act. <laughs> That's really what's going on here. But uh, this is something that Congress is working on right now. The House I uh, just had a meeting. It's um, it's in the committee stage. But what they're what they're proposing is an amendment or or an addition, uh, adding in information to the Civil Rights Act of 1964. So many people are familiar with that, uh, the whole civil rights issue, but, but what's happening is we're wanting to tie in uh, Soji, this soji
1: Soji. Well, sexual orientation, gender identity. I didn't even know that was a thing. That's it's a true. thing, man.
0: Soji. So we're in sexual orientation and gender identity to. Um, the provisions made in the Civil Rights Act of 1964. So if you say, hey, what's sexual orientation, what's gender identity? Rosaria Butterfield uh, has explained this, not Mm. not to be crude to our listeners, but sexual orientation, Rosaria says, is who you want to go to bed with in the LGBT community and gender identity. Fly on my forehead. (laughs) Fly on my forehead. I think, you, I
1: think you just lost something. Um, you get,
0: gender <laughs> identity is, is who you want to go to bed as. That's what yeah. Rosaria Butterfield says. She did not say that when a fly landed on her forehead. But that helps us know, okay, this is the worldview of the LGBT community. Yeah. There's actually actually believing that, that uh, we can become, I can go to bed as something other than what God has made me. So I'm I'm male but I'm identifying as female or I'm female, but I'm identifying as male or some other kind of identity that is, that is created. And and this is
1: grounded in what what's come about over the middle and latter part of the 20th century. I think it was Eric Fromm who first said that sexuality is a social construct, which is underlying a lot that that whole mentality Mm -hmm. of social construction and what constitutes that underlies so much of what's going on today under the name of social justice
0: right so so Nadler uh, during the committee hearing that's you can find this on the internet uh, he was opening up he's for this um, this is congressman act. Nadler act yeah he's for he's the chairman of this committee this is what he said all forms of discrimination are tied together and we must address them together if a black lesbian couple is denied housing they otherwise qualify for it is nearly impossible to tell if they were turned away because of their race their gender or their sexual orientation it is time we make clear that none of these are acceptable forms of discrimination." So Nadler's wanting to take, take the idea of discrimination and just load it in. So if you're, if you're going to turn uh, someone away from your restaurant uh, because of their skin color, Well, that's the exact same thing as if you run a a little tiny um, bed-and-breakfast room and you find that two lesbians come and they want to sleep there for the night and you say, well, that's just not the way I want to operate my one-room bed-and-breakfast. Well, you're doing the exact same thing there to those lesbians as you were to a black man in the South Mm -hmm. in the 1960s. So so that loading in the idea of discrimination, what's wrong with that?
1: There's so many things wrong with that. Not only is it a self-defeating type of proposal because somebody ultimately is going to determine what is discrimination and what is tolerance. But it also goes against what we have embedded in our Bill of Rights in the very first amendment, which says Congress shall make no law respecting the establishment of religion or prohibiting the free exercise thereof or the abridgment of freedom of speech. And so if this law passes, this amendment to the Civil Rights Act passes, then the first amendment will be undermined by that because we will be required to refer to people by their chosen pronouns uh, we will be required not to exercise our religious convictions in how we run our businesses and how we conduct our uh, relationships and how we talk th- because the law will now say no no you you don't have that freedom
0: mhm there's so there's so many tentacles to this particular equality act and it seems like there there's different ways Christians are going to want to address it um, What I've seen is the vast majority of Christians online are standing against this, saying this isn't a good thing. But I think we have to say, why is it not a good thing? You went back, you said something about uh, somebody's going to be discriminated against. Mm -hmm. And that sounds like kind of a radical statement. Now, people are going to go, whoa, 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 whoa. No, we're not, nobody wants to discriminate against anything. But it seems, when you're talking about society, there are going to be certain advantages for acting in a certain way, and there's going to be disadvantages for acting in another way. And we do, to acknowledge it, this this is just the way society
1: works. The way God made the world.
0: This is the way God made the world. And we're experiencing right now with, with Obergefell, and if you can track it all the way back to Roe v. Wade, but Obergefell most recently is is... A legal shift that that is not an aimed at equality. This isn't a, this isn't something that's resulting in justice in the world, but it is something that's changing the way that the system used to work. There are now advantages given uh, that were not given before, and there's disadvantages that were not before, and that's going to continue to happen. But but I'm interested in the philosophy that's underneath all of this. I, I see things here in this act when you, when when someone says, "Well." You're discriminating against me because of my gender identity, uh, who I go to bed as, or who say I live as. I can become whatever I want to be. I, one of my deep concerns is that we have seeded this ideology in a whole generation. Mm-hmm. So I, I, can, I like to call it Elsaism. Elsaism. She says she's going off. Here she is. She has Here's Elsa. She, Elsa's from Frozen. She has all these powers and she goes off and you know she's afraid of her powers and she says no right, no wrong, no rules for me. I'm free. Now, if that is your ideology, if that is your operating assumption, how in the world can you say I'm not free to become a man if I'm a woman, or I'm not free to become a woman if God made me a man? This is nothing but one application of an ideology, an ideology, I fear, that's a lot deeper and, and even has worked its way into the Christian church in ways that's just being applied in the law. So the whole uh, hold the pickles, hold the lettuce, special orders don't upset us kind of church life, like whatever you want, we've got it for you. We've got this program, we've got that program, we've got all these things. That's that's all flowing from this um, focus on the individual. It's my individuality, I'm independent, and my choice is ultimate. If we don't deal with that, you're not going to be able to solve this just legally. You're not going to be able to address this on just a political level without saying, what ideology is really at work here? How do we address that kind of thing with Scripture and call people to repentance and faith, recognizing there is a God and we're not Him? That we're created people. And he's given us the playbook, the rule book for how we are to live our lives.
1: Mm -hmm. Genesis 1-1 comes back to that. God created the world. We belong to him. We are here for him. And then there's a second element to it that we have as citizens of this country because we are in a position where we have rights recognized by our Constitution. We have been given authority, recognized by our Constitution. So in one sense, I like to think of American citizenship making us citizen kings. And if we go back and see what the Bible requires of kings, how we are to rule in the best interest of our subjects. And for us as Christians, we are to love our neighbors Mm -hmm. as we love ourselves. So what's the most loving thing for our neighbor? It will not be loving for our neighbors if this Equality Act passes, Mm -hmm. no matter how much they... uh, uh, use language in order to make it sound like this is mm-hmm. really a good thing. We just want equality for all. Well, that is not at all what is going on. I mean, th- th- this is a, a misuse of language. So as Christians, I think out of neighbor love and out of a recognition that this is God's world and God has mm-hmm. positioned us in this country with rights and responsibilities and opportunities, that we ought to seize them. So I'd encourage every Christian to write, uh, his or her congressman and let your will be known on this yep. and to get to, up to speed on it and speak out on it.
0: Yeah, this is God's world. That What you just said there is very, very helpful. Because I, I, I'm also concerned that many Christians are, are thinking, well, we're the church and they're not coming for the church. They're not saying through this act that you're going to have to hire a transgender pastor mm-hmm. at your congregation. One of the one of the people that were giving testimony explicitly said, the spaghetti suppers at churches, you guys can keep doing your spaghetti suppers. Oh, little little spaghetti suppers. Well done, little, yeah. little churches. As they, long
1: as you do it inside the four walls of your right building. Stay right there
0: in your corner. <coughs> yeah. and, and many Christians don't know what to say to that. They think, yeah. well, I'm not trying to Christianize anything. I'm just, I'm just kind of given here to churchianity rather than Christianity. Yeah. I'm, I'm just concerned as long as I have the freedom of worship, which was, was language coined by our civil authorities not too long ago that mm-hmm. started to work its way into our vocabulary, rather than the full exercise, of religion that says, no, this is God's world. And and therefore, the, the, the church needs to be on offense, not just on defense. We do need to play defense. That That's something we're supposed to do. But Jesus told us to go out into the world and to make disciples. And that means that, um, yes, when when we're living Christianly in the world, and you see people trying to hedge on that, trying to trying to shut people up out there and just say, just keep it in the four walls of your church. That's not a good thing. That's not love to people. That's not serving the advance of the gospel and the great commission that Christ has given us. So uh, you know, we can't all just analyze all the details of this, but I would encourage Christians to to make yourself aware of what's going on in the world, particularly this act. Think about what's underneath of what's going on here and uh, pray that God would give us the courage to address these truths in in a loving spirit.
1: Founders Ministries has been able to do what we've been doing for 35 years because people have joined with us and become part of our family. Today, I'm inviting you to become a part of the Founders fam as well. Become a Founders Alliance member. You can do this at different levels as you contribute to the work that Founders is engaged in. By going to founders.org, you can see that you can give at the trowel level, you can give at the shield level, or you can give at the sword level. And if you give at any level, we're going to send you a Founders package of materials. We have other exclusive material that we would make available to you as well as you contribute to help us build this ministry for the glory of God. Welcome to this next section of the Sword and the Trial podcast. And in this section, we want to review a book with you and commend this particular book to you. It's Whomever He Wills, a surprising display of sovereign mercy. This book is edited by Matthew Barrett and Tom Nettles. Uh, the book actually came about in response to a previous book that was edited by David Allen and Steve Lemke. And Alan and Lemke took papers that were presented at the John 316 conference, and I forget exactly when that conference was, maybe 2008, 2009, something like that, and published those papers in a book called "Whoever, Whosoever Will. And that book uh, basically is about soteriology. And it's an edited volume that has different uh, contributors to it that go after the doctrines of grace, and so they try to refute the doctrines of grace as they had done in that John 3:16 conference. And so Nettles and Barrett put together a point-by-point response. And this book mm. is wonderful. It's got some great chapters in it. it got an excellent introduction by Timothy George, and uh, you can find uh, uh, chapters. Let me just read through some of the titles of the chapters you got Calvin's understanding of the death of Christ that Nettles does. You have The Glorious Impact of Calvinism Upon Local Baptist Churches by Tom Hicks. Steve Wellam has a chapter on God's sovereignty over evil. And Bruce Ware has a chapter on the compatibility of determinism and human freedom. Um, The book's excellent. So the chapters in and of themselves, like most edited volumes, stand alone. And so you can just take these and uh, if you're doing research or you want to have greater clarity on some aspect of the doctrine's grace, Whomever He Wills, A Surprising Display of Sovereign Mercy, published by Founders Press 2012, is a wonderful resource for that.
0: So if we go to founders.org, we can find this particular uh, book in the store. That's right. As you mentioned, what strikes me is just a number of great contributors to this book. So um, this would be a good resource if we want to understand the sovereignty of God. That doctrine seems to continually uh, come under attack. So not only saying, hey, uh, I'm a Calvinist, I understand the sovereignty of God, but I actually know these doctrines well. I can understand them scripturally. I can defend them theologically. Uh, What a great resource. Hey, when we come back, we're going to be talking about uh, the law of God, how we are to rejoice even when we're persecuted. We'll see you in just a minute. One of the most important issues going on in the world right now are issues over justice and social justice. So Founders Ministries is going to be holding a national conference in Louisville, Kentucky downtown at the Seelbach Hotel, May 14th through May 16th, in which we're going to address these issues and seek to bring biblical clarity to all of the confusion that's going on right now. We are only 15 minutes away from the Southern Baptist Theological Seminary and you can tell by my tie that it is a biblical spirituality tie which means I am a PhD graduate of the Southern Baptist Theological Seminary. Believe it or not, I'm not the only speaker that's going to be there that is a doctoral graduate of Southern Seminary. If four, four of the men who will be speaking at this conference are doctoral graduates of the Southern Baptist Theological Seminary, one of which is uh, Dr. Josh Bice, the leader of the G3 conference in Atlanta, Georgia. We're also going to have other speakers like Pastor Tom Askell, who's the president of Founders Ministries and who has been heavily involved in the work of the Southern Baptist Theological Seminary throughout the years and the professors that are there, Dr. Tom Nettles, who is the former professor of historical theology there at Southern Seminary is going to be speaking as well. So we want to have a big family reunion. If you're at Southern Seminary as a student or a professor, come join us, drive 15 minutes downtown to the Seelbach Hotel and we'll see you May 14th through the 16th. talk about the law of God. We like to do that in this last segment uh, because we say with the psalmist, though, how I love your law. It's good. And uh, we want to follow it by the spirit in Christ. And so uh, what particular command are we looking at today, Tom?
1: We're going to look at what Jesus said in Matthew chapter 5, verses 10 and 11 in the Sermon on the Mount. This is one of the Beatitudes, and it is a Beatitude that has a command in it. Blessed are those who are persecuted for righteousness' sake, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. Blessed are you when others revile you and persecute you and utter all kinds of evil against you falsely for my name's sake. And then verse 12 has the command in it, rejoice and be glad, for your reward is great in heaven, for so they persecuted the prophets who were before you. Mm. Is this
0: why you're is this why you're always so happy? This is it. This is why
1: (laughs) why people always think that I'm just walking around full of joy.
0: You walk around full of joy because you've been (laughs) suffering all those
1: no, it's it. You know what happens whenever you get uh, in the crosshairs of people, and people criticize you, or uh, take advantage of you, or mm. lie about you, or whatever. You tend to uh, be tempted, or many people are tempted. I am to throw a pity party, and to mm. begin to whine and think, "Oh, why me?" You know, this is so bad. And yet, Jesus here specifically commands us to rejoice. It's interesting, isn't it? Why will Christians attract? Persecution, opposition, being reviled, mm. being spoken against—you know what? What kind of Christian will attract that?
0: One that's actually living for Christ. Yeah, a faithful one. That's actually one. Teaching for Christ. A, a faithful
1: one. Yeah, somebody that takes God's word seriously, right? Mm-hmm. So why, when we take God's word seriously and have come to us, what God's word says will happen? You know, Jesus said in John sixteen thirty three, "In this world you will have mm-hmm. tribulations mm-hmm. and." Paul writes, 2 Timothy three twelve, 12, uh, all who desire to live a godly life in Christ Jesus will suffer persecution. Yeah. So if we're taking the Bible seriously, and when we take the Bible seriously, what the Bible says is going to happen happens, why don't we take Jesus seriously at this point where he says, rejoice and be exceedingly glad.
0: Yeah, go ahead and rejoice. There's, there's a couple things going on there because the, the first is <coughs> that, you know, that people... Should be reviling you, Mm -hmm. people should be reviling you and persecuting you and utter all kind, uttering all kinds of evil against you. And uh, I remember reading the New Testament and hearing that uh, all who seek to live a godly life in Christ Jesus will be persecuted. And I looked around at my life and I thought, hey, you know what? What's the exactly when does this happen? Like (laughs) when 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 do people utter evil against me? When do I get reviled for the name of Christ? And um, I, you know, I think I realized there were there are truths in scripture that I'm not really owning there's just things that I'm I, there there's other truths that are perfectly fine and acceptable in this society um, and, and I'm talking about those and so I'm in that sense I'm being faithful to scripture but there's there's some other truths over here that I'm just not talking about and I'm not presenting plainly clearly like what? As, what like they're in text um like uh, Women be silent in the churches, right? Mm-hmm. Oh, whoa, ow! People are mad at me all of a sudden. I, you know, I didn't know that. Um, you know, servants obey your masters, even the ones who are unjust. Mm. What? Now people are upset at, at me about that. Mm. Um, and and the list can go on. There's a there's a host of them there, but I realize... We're just not dealing with them. Now, I'm not advocating being bombastic. I'm not advocating um, you know, getting real excited about just making people upset because you're telling them something that's hard for them to hear. None of that. Uh, but But just preaching the truth and living as a Christian and being willing to say this is what the Word of God says and this is how we're going to live. And we understand that they put our Savior on a cross because... He did just that, he 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 was godly in an ungodly world. And he wasn't afraid to say, this is the kingdom of heaven. And he wasn't afraid to teach the truths about the kingdom of God. And therefore um, he was persecuted, he was reviled. And he says, man, if they do this to me, guess what? They're gonna do it to you too. Mm-hmm. Um, rejoice, for so they treated the prophets who were before you, the faithful ones were reviled. That this really is a call for us to examine ourselves and say, okay, am I being reviled the way that the prophets were being reviled, you know, for the sake of truth? And when that happens, you go, okay, all right, let's have a party.
1: Yeah, a couple of things. One, we tend to think of persecution only in its, its extreme forms. And certainly here in the United States, Christians have not been persecuted the way. Our brothers and sisters are being persecuted in Islamic republics today. Mm-hmm. You know, so that's true. But persecution is not limited to those extreme forms. Jesus here in this passage ties it together with verbal abuse or misrepresentation. But he, he does okay. so on my account, he says, in for my name's sake. So Christians acting like jerks and getting uh called out because of being jerks, they, they can't go around claiming Matthew 5. Ten through twelve. You're not being
0: persecuted for righteousness' no, sake. No, no. You're being persecuted for stupidity That's sake. That's right.
1: Yeah, there's a difference there. But when you are being persecuted for righteousness' sake, because you're standing for Christ and you refuse to edit the Bible, mm-hmm. or you refuse to uh, affirm inerrancy with your fingers crossed, but you're actually saying what the Bible says, and you're unashamed of all of what the Bible says, and the reviling comes against you, mm-hmm. or you are denied opportunities, or you have people lie about you, or use epithets against you mm-hmm. that are inaccurate especially
0: ones that are like oh you're just being bombastic that, yeah that's a wonderful way to that that's the way that's the way Christians presently police themselves
1: yeah that's right oh
0: so as soon as you bring up something in the text as soon as you say soft men will not inherit the kingdom of god somebody goes oh he's just a rabble-rouser right he's a troubler of Israel and it's not actually it's not actually the people outside of the church that are doing it it's it's the powers that be in evangelicalism saying, oh, whoa, 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 watch that guy. Mm-hmm. He, just because he read scripture and right. wrote an article on scripture, so that kind of thing is going to that kind of thing happens.
1: Yeah, and what Jesus says is rejoice and be exceedingly glad. Mm-hmm. So I mean, what we've done uh, in our family is uh, I, on certain occasions, whenever it's seemingly been pretty hot and temptation to be discouraged is we'll go out and buy the best steaks we can afford oh yeah man. and grill them come on or now. we'll go out to dinner and we'll Don and, and i'll just talk and say well you know man this is great isn't it god's good to us we have so much to be thankful for we have heaven you do and, all that
0: you do i you do some smoking too
1: yeah i do you do some do. smoking smoking meat smoking <laughs> the
0: meat that's what you do go get some meat put it in the smoker well may we rejoice and be glad when we suffer for righteousness sake thanks so much for listening to us here at the sword and the crowd do remember we got a conference coming up in Louisville we'd love for you to join us y'all have a great day